After an incredibly disappointing weekend in Miami, the Phillies thankfully bounced back last night in Philadelphia, winning an exciting one over the Pittsburgh Pirates. An extra innings affair, the Phillies win it. Six to five on the unlikeliest of walk-offs, Sean Rodriguez, the subject of much consternation on social media all day long. The Phillies send Michael Franco back down to the minors as Bryce Harper returns from his stay on the paternity list. More on that later. Franco gets sent back down to the minors on his birthday, which a lot of people made a big deal about. That is, you know, it's a business. I have no problem with that, but... A lot of people angry that Michael Franco sent back down and that Sean Rodriguez was left on the roster. Rodriguez has not been very good so far this season, but they like his versatility. They like the veteran leadership, all that stuff. And, hey, at least for one night, Sean Rodriguez shut the critics up as Rodriguez wins it, walks it off in the bottom of the 11th inning, a walk-off home run. As the Phillies win a, a back-and-forth game, a really nerve-wracking game, as at times the uh, Phillies went into the bottom of the eighth trailing and you know ultimately um, give up a lead in the top. Of, there's a lot of, in the top of the ninth, a lot, of, uh, a lot to get into. We'll dive into it all. This is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, August... The 27th as we come off a, uh, again, just an exciting win last night. Nice to see this Philly team has been, as we have discussed, disappointing to say the least. And last night it felt like they were going to disappoint again. Just a strange day prior to the game with Gabe Kapler benching Cesar Hernandez. A lot of miscommunication about that. We'll dive into that whole thing. But ultimately, uh, in terms of on the field, the Phillies able to pull it together and uh, and get a win that didn't seem like they were going to get again in a uh, a real back and forth affair. The Phillies go up early in the fourth inning, take a two nothing lead. Brad Miller, a opposite field two run home run to score himself and J T. Romuda. The Phillies leading two nothing heading into the fifth, but Joe Musgrove an RBI single makes it two one. Then in the seventh inning, as Vargas uh, pitches into the seventh, but does not get an out in the seventh. As Vargas had pitched pretty well up until then, but ultimately gives up three runs in the seventh, making it four to two. Vargas final line, six innings, four earned runs, seven hits, one walk, four strikeouts. So not a uh, a stellar outing. Was really cruising along and then ran into trouble in the seventh inning. Ultimately, though, the Phillies come out of that down four to two. You're not feeling great. It's Like, oh, my God, they can't lose another series to another bad team. They can't lose games like this. Too many. All these games are just too important. But then in the bottom of the eighth inning, Bryce Harper, home run. uh, Looked like uh, it wasn't at first. It looked like it was at first, but Harper's running, and they throw it in. It looked like he was out at second base, but ultimately they ended up calling it a home run after all, which which was the right call. So a home run makes it 4-3, and then, few batters later with J.T. Romito on base again. Corey Dickerson with a mammoth monster home run to right field. Just blast one. Just a really important home run. That's about gave them the lead. Unfortunately, in the next half inning here, in the top of the ninth inning, Josh Bell would step to the plate against Hector Neris. And 
Well, let's just say Actor Nurse did not get the job done as Josh Bell tattoos a ball to center field. A home run, not even a, a, a no-doubter. Makes it 5-5 only a, a few innings later in the 11th. Then Sean Rodriguez, a, a line drive home run to left. You look at it, you're saying, is it going to have the distance? Is it going to have the distance? And thankfully, it had the distance. A big home run from Sean Rodriguez. Certainly his signature moment so far as a Philadelphia Philly. And again, a game they had to have. But, um, you know, it's also not a game that you're feeling incredibly. It's funny because we just had the Harper walk-off against the Cubs, what, a week and a half ago, a week ago, whatever it was. And, um and that was the the jubilation and excitement that came with that home run the um just pure enthusiasm for this team the all in nature of what it felt like last night certainly didn't feel like that last night felt a lot more like a sigh of relief when rodriguez was like thank god uh, we, they they had to win that one. Jeez Louise, that that's what it felt like. It didn't felt like this euphoric type of, wow, what a amazing thing. This is the type of thing that can catapult them forward. It just felt like, thank God, they needed to win that game. They got it done. So let's move on to the next one. Ultimately, again, um, they had to win it, and they won it. It got dicey at times, as we know, and. Phillies unable to capitalize a few times. They got the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth against Chris Stratton, only one out, unable to get anything done. Uh, in the bottom of the tenth, it really felt like this was the type of thing where they didn't, when they didn't score here, that it was the type of thing that was just going to cripple them and they'd go on to lose the game. As um, they have first and second no out and a line shot to center field, but uh, Starling Marte just makes a. A great play coming in and, and catching it and doubling up Romito at second base. That was a tough one. That was a tough one as you're feeling pretty good at that moment with the scorcher to center and the base runners and no outs. But Chris Stratton, who was just awful, um, Philly's uh, unable to capitalize. They had multiple opportunities against Chris Stratton. They really had him on the ropes in the innings he was in there. Um, and the Phillies were just uh, unable to capitalize on Stratton. Luckily, eventually, um, they would uh, their nemesis, Stratton, would get removed from the game, and they would ultimately find a way to get it done against Phillies. But Stratton was horrendous in those innings. Phillies' bullpen fared much better, um, despite Hector Neris, obviously, that, that big struggle. But otherwise... Uh, Jose Alvarez, a clean third of an inning. Jared Hughes pitches two-thirds of an inning uh, without giving up a run and got out of a tough jam there, uh, relieving for Vargas. Those guys get out of the seven. Suarez, a clean inning. And then Mike Morin, two clean innings for the W. Mike Morin, his first win as a Philly. Again, a 6-5 to five thriller of vinyl in 11 down at Citizens Bank Park. Just a, a game they... They had to have, and uh, again, I keep saying it, but it's like um, it really felt like, wow, they can't lose this baseball game. They cannot lose this baseball game. Don't lose this baseball game. When it was 4-2, I was not feeling great. Corey Dickerson, I mean, I can't say enough good words about this guy. He just, it just, ever since he's come here, all he has done is hit. 
every time he steps to the plate, he hits. He's such a professional hitter. He's such a smart hitter. And he showed some pop. He's had some big home runs lately. And that was the biggest one yet as the game just felt like it really hung in the balance. And it really felt like um, like they weren't going to be able to win it. Uh, you know, it just felt like, man, uh, this isn't going to work. And and then Corey Dickerson went yard. And the Harper homer was a weird one. Is it clearly a fan touch it? And uh, he looked like he was going to have to have a double if you weren't watching uh, closely, but ultimately the M came in and uh, called it a home run. But uh, the Dickerson man, I just can't, I can't say enough good words about Corey Dickerson. That guy has been um, absolutely awesome since coming here. Literally, you know, just a uh, beast. Had the four hit game the other night, the five RBI game. He's been a uh, just great. So um, again, while I still don't agree with the philosophy that the team had at the trade deadline. The margins moves they made have, have paid off so far. I mean, Corey Dickerson, we saw Corey Dickerson and Mike Morin, two guys who they, they got on the margins who've been getting the job done for them. Vargas, again, struggled in the seventh, ultimately fell apart for him, but has been very solid since coming to the Phillies. Jared Hughes, we saw tonight, get some big outs. Blake Parker's gotten big outs. So, again, um, these are not game-changing moves, nor... Am I saying they deserve all the praise in the world? But the, the moves have worked out. You know, they've certainly got more, way more return on the investment in every single one of those moves. And Corey Dickerson, certainly the highlight of that is he's just been just awesome. Really, just uh, I think like, you know, you might even go so far as to say is if you had a, a needed a hit in a big spot right now, Corey Dickerson would be very high on the list of Phillies you would choose. Wouldn't he? I mean, think about it. Ask yourself. You're sitting there. You're listening to this. Ask yourself in your gut which Philly you want up in a big spot. It's probably Harper. I think with all the experience, the clutches, the game, you know, we've seen it. Uh, even though last night, Harper in the ninth inning uh, with the bases jacked strikes out. That was frustrating. Um, but I think Corey Dickerson, you know, look, Segura pops into my head maybe, but I think it's probably Corey Dickerson. I think if I need a hit after Bryce to, to win a game and then the bottom of the ninth with runners on, give me Corey. Which, you know, it's, it's crazy to think about. Uh, someone you would not want up in that spot, though, goes 0 for 5 again last night with three strikeouts. Reese Hoskins is just lost. We were hoping that the uh, the series in Boston gets on base six out of ten times. He steps to the plate. The home run he hit the other night in Florida. Maybe that would, you know, were signs of good things, but Hoskins just continues to struggle. 0 for 5 again last night. Uh, came up in the ninth with uh, with runners on. Uh, Chris Stratton, bases loaded. Chris Stratton there. And um, Stratton just uh, really horrendous in the moment and, and Hoskins just just gives him a break Hoskins swinging at pitches he shouldn't should have walked uh, or like uh, you know tickets to pitches um, ultimately gets out and then Harper strikes out after Hoskins all the way down his average is down to 233 on the season it's that bad wow oh it's so bad he has it, the lowest average of any regular in the lineup right now when you look at the, the people at least starting last night. Um, Adam Hazley, Brad Miller are the only two with 
averages close. Miller's lower. Hazley's higher. Hazley's 238. Miller's 232. And neither of those guys playing every day. Esrod at 214. Um, Logan Morrison, 231. Andrew Knapp, 198. Otherwise, everyone else has a better uh, average than Reese Hoskins. And the on-base percentage has dipped all the way down to 380. A 470 slugging percentage. Oh, and last night we heard it. You could hear it on Dugas. Reese Hoskins loudly booed after that last bat and other times in the game as well. Hoskins, um, I understand it. I'm not a big booer, but in that case, I get it. He's been so bad. I wouldn't boo him. He's struggling. I don't think booing him is productive. It's not like he's not trying, so I, I wouldn't do it. But uh, it certainly shows where, where people are at right now with Reese Hoskins is he has been – a real a real problem offensively for this team over the last month and a half and uh it doesn't seem to be getting better and it's a shame you hope that with Charlie here that that could be the catalyst for Rees to start to turn it all around but um we haven't seen it yet and it's a shame because we know how good he is and uh look Rees Hoskins doesn't just stink all of a sudden i mean that's not what happened um, sometimes people get cold. Sometimes people get in, in really bad spots. And uh, and that's what's happening with Reese. He's in a really bad spot, and he can't seem to, to find his way out of it. And it's a shame. Um, but um, he's still a really good player, and he still has a bright future. It's just he is admired in one of the worst slumps uh, we've seen in a while. Certainly the worst slump he's seen. So it's frustrating. Uh, coming up. We will uh, dive into the whole uh, issue yesterday. Gabe Kapler, Cesar Hernandez, a benching, a not benching. We'll talk about that. We'll also look at to tonight's game against the Pirates and, of course, where the Phillies stand in the wild card chase after yesterday's action. All that and more coming up. It's Phillies Day. It's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back, Phillies today. James Seltzer coming up. In a few, we will look at where the Phillies sit in the standings and also tell you the name of Baby Harper as Bryce Harper has his child, a a son, and uh, the name, we'll tell you that coming up in just a little bit. But first, um, the Gabe Kapler, Cesar Hernandez situation. So uh, Cesar, as we talked about yesterday, uh, an instance in the game against Miami, where he does not run out of ball that that should have been a double. He ends up on first base because it um, not running out looked like he thinks he had a homer or whatever. Ultimately, doesn't run out, doesn't end up on second base, doesn't end up killing the team, but um, a clear spot of yet again someone on this team not hustling in a situation where they should be hustling. And yet this time, uh, it seems though Gabe Kapler did not pull Cesar in the moment, which is what I thought he should have done. Um, he did not. And Cesar was out of the starting lineup yesterday, and there was a bit of a miscommunication. As Kapler said that it was in response to what happened in Miami and Cesar not hustling yet, Cesar told reporters that he was just told it was a day off, and now maybe there was some sort of miscommunication with the translator or whatever there was, I don't know. But Gabe said he went and clarified it with Cesar and that he was being sat... Uh, in response to what happened the day before, Kapler very much clarified that with the media as well. Kapler said it's not a punishment, it's a response. I don't know. I mean, 
I don't know what that means exactly. Like, you know, he he is it that he thinks it's for his mental um, fortitude or mental whatever. I don't know that he needs a day off because of what happened and that he's clearly not running. I don't know. It's a really hard. I don't know what that means. To me, it seems like a punishment. And I feel like it has more effect if it is a punishment. Just own it that it's a punishment if it is a punishment. But ultimately, just the whole situation with the confusion about Cesar not knowing that Gabe had benched him for essentially not running hard, that Cesar just thinks he's getting a day off. What kind of lesson is being instilled here? What kind of accountability is being instilled if the player who is being benched for an action doesn't actually know that he's being benched because of that action. And again, look, it could have just been something that was lost in translation. Gabe's a super positive guy. Maybe in the you know way he displayed it to Cesar, it made Cesar think that it was just a day off when he was trying to tell him that it was in response to something. Again, I don't know about that punishment response part, but Ultimately, I think, you know, you do have to, if you're Gabe Kapler, I think it's really important to be overly clear in this type of situation. You should be over-communicating this to Cesar Hernandez. There should be no question in his mind what is happening. I mean, again, even if it is a a language thing or something, like, over-communicated to the translator. I I just don't know. I, I don't know what what the situation was, and I'm not saying it was that I saw some people posit on Twitter that that's something that it could be, Um, but ultimately, look, this is a big deal. Uh, You're someone who has not sat guys or made examples of guys for hustling all season long, unless those guys are someone who are about to get sent to the minors and aren't an impact on your team, and now you're going to do it, and then you're not going to communicate to the person you're doing it to in, in a way that when reporters come talk to him, he doesn't even know what they're talking about. I mean... I don't know. I don't know. That bothered me. And then apparently Kapler used the Hernandez situation as a way to call a meeting to talk to the team about hustle. And he said, quote, unquote, I was taking a look at the calendar and recognized how important every game is for the rest of the season. And little things really matter right now. I mean, I would argue that, you know, games have mattered before now that maybe they've not been quite as um you know, aggressive as they should be in spots. But Kapler said, I felt it was appropriate to show that it's really meaningful to all of us as a group in this clubhouse. Cesar could end up playing in today's game and play a meaningful role, but I felt the time he was right to let our club know how important every inch is right now. All right. Look, uh, it just feels hollow to me when Gabe does this in a spot where he hasn't done it multiple times. Now with this amount of games left, it almost feels like it's a... It's just a move to pacify people. Um, And again, it it just, for Cesar not to know it, it almost just feels like it's not fully done. You know, it's almost like half action here. As uh, it just, I don't know, it just doesn't have the punch that it feels like it should. And again, for... I mean, I don't know. I feel like if I'm benching someone because they didn't hustle, they're going to know it. (laughs) They're going to know that I'm benching them because they didn't hustle. So, I don't know. I appreciate that that Kapler did something after the 10,000th incident. I'm joking. 
but the more than we should have incident of people not hustling this season in situation where they should hustle and the lack of repercussions for that. So I'm happy that happened, but I don't know. The whole situation just, just feels off. And the fact that, again, that Cesar didn't know, how is that possible that Cesar didn't know that he was benched because of the, the, what happened the day before? And how is that not made clear? I don't understand that. As Kavler, someone who's supposed to be a communicator, it's just bewildering to me. And again, the whole it's not a punishment, it's a response thing. I don't even know how to react. I really don't. I don't know what that means. Like, it is a punishment, right? Like, you're he's not playing because he didn't run a ball, right? Isn't that right? Is that right? Because if that's right, then that has to be some form of punishment or reprimand. And it's okay for that. That's what works. Look what Brian Snicker did. He sat down at Cunha and everyone understood it. And they're like, cool, let's go about our business and go back to winning baseball games because we have a clubhouse that, that has accountability and, and doesn't allow people to, to you know, not hustle things out. And Kapler had to call a team meeting to do that. That's what Snicker did by sitting at Cunha. People got it. Done. I don't know. It just didn't feel as strong as it should have been. And uh, I don't know. We'll see if it has any effect. Nice to see the Phillies win last night again. A walk-off is always fun. But the whole situation just fell off. It fell off that, that Cesar didn't know about it. It fell off that um, that there was a team meeting about it. I, I don't know. The whole thing just felt weird. So um, we'll see. Maybe it, uh, it turns the season around. I don't know. All right, looking at where they sit right now at the standings. The Phillies... With the win yesterday, gain a half a game in the wild card chase on both the Cubs and the Mets who are not playing. So now the Phillies alone, a game back of the Chicago Cubs for the wild card. One game back. We're right there, which is just crazy. The Mets are a game back of the Phillies, two games back of the wild card. The Brewers who lost last night are two and a half back of the Phillies. Uh, excuse me, of the Cubs. One and a half back of the Phillies, and then it's the Giants. And Diamondbacks are four and four and a half back of the Cubs. As the Nationals continue to sit four games up on the Cubs and five up on the Phillies. They are way out in front. But, you know, look, the Phillies uh, are in a solid spot. Again, they have 34 games left to play. And uh, they're only a game back of the Cubs for the second wild card. So that's doable. You know, that is, the, is a mountain that they can climb. They need to start winning series against bad teams, but... That is not an insurmountable mountain. That is a mountain that they certainly can climb. All right, uh, quickly before we look at tonight's game, as I said before, baby Harper is here and uh, born over the weekend, and we finally heard what the youngin's name is going to be. Baby Harper. Crew Aaron Harper. Crew K-R-E-W Aaron A-R-O-N Harper. It's different. It's different, but uh, congratulations to the Harper family. As uh, someone had their their first baby nine months ago, it is a a glorious and awesome and wonderful thing, and uh, I wish them and little baby crew nothing but the best. It is a a really cool life experience, and uh, hopefully now the baby's here, Harper can relax, go out and just dominate over the last portion of the season. All right, tonight, Philly's back at it against the Pirates. Drew Smiley. Takes the hill against Stephen Brault. Battle lefties tomorrow. It's Vince Velasquez against Mitch Keller. So this is a big one. Phillies need to continue to win. I, I said they need to sweep the series after losing two or three tomorrow. So if they can win 
four of six against those teams, everything uh, feels a little better. Uh, the only way they do that is to sweep. So hopefully they can make that happen. As uh, it's a big one. Everyone left is a big one. They need to beat the teams they should be able to beat as it gets tougher after this. So hopefully they can get it done. Either way, we will be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.